There's something in the air. The smell of the grease paint, the roar of the crowd. The big song at the end of Act One. The chorus line milling about backstage. Elaine Page can't be kept away with a big stick. It must be musicals week. Welcome to episode 16 of the Keep Dancing podcast. Everyone's a bit sad. You're just going to have to bear with us on this one. Tonight, joining me for the Judge Rinder Blubberthon are Emily. Hello. Lisa. Yeah, I'm sad. Hello. And Dawn. Hello. Oh, Musicals Week. The, the lesser of the theme weeks, if we're going to be honest. Well, yeah. it was this year, wasn't it? It was like they'd not left the tea bag in long enough. <laughs> Good analogy. That's exactly what it was like. The, yeah. the musicals week tea bag brew of rubbishness. Well, yeah, it's just... it's the thing where all series long we've been short one dancer, and I feel like the padding to dancing ratio finally wore thin this week. Yeah, definitely. They were they were really filling it out, and it was very noticeable wasn't it yeah very much so yeah so so starved of like sensation and interest was i that i actually turned over and watched x factor on the other side to see what (gasps) that was like (gasps) shocking (laughs) oh no well it turns out it's awful so (laughs) you're not missing anything no that's fine it was it was weird it's like they had run out of all the big flashy numbers and then they just picked the filler numbers really it wasn't so i don't much, know it wasn't so much abba gold it was more abba gold yeah it was like do you know as you with musicals you always have a few songs that if you've got it on cd or you've got it playing on your playlist you skip through the ones that are in between acts that you're thinking eh. usually like the love songs so it's just skip them and go to the really big numbers it seems like they've run out the big numbers if i was a cool girl on strictly i would have demanded to have done something like a viennese waltz to burn from hamilton (gasps) oh yeah but they they don't like doing like current affairs on strictly do they so they might not affairs it's the (laughs) highest grossing it's the highest grossing broadway musical ever I know, but it it's also been in the news recently, and I think oh. the BBC would want. I I'm I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying the BBC would want not want to touch it with a big stick. Yeah, but they could say, "Oh, we selected this back in October. This is nothing to do with anything." Yeah, well, they wouldn't, would they? It's all up in the air. The, the entire yeah. the entirety of Hamilton is ready for them to use next year. Yes, it, <laughs> the only thing the only song that I thought wasn't um, of the lesser choices was Whipcrack Away, which actually really is a big number. Yeah. Yeah, as far as sort of musical numbers go, that is actually a song from a musical, not like um, the one that Rob and Oksana had, which is a song that's now in a musical. It's not really... Yeah, it? it's been retconned into a musical. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, 
I don't really want songs that are not from musicals, but that are now in musicals in musicals week, because you could do that in any week. So can you, you know, I want them to do songs from musicals and let's face it, there are a hundred million musicals out there. Use some of the lesser known musicals, the lesser known shows and, you know, bring that music in. Why not? You know, why can't the Strictly audience listen to songs and hear music that they've never heard before whilst watching a dance and then go, oh, that was quite good. What show is that from? Oh, it's from Pippin. You know what? I've just been in this week. How amazing. But (laughs) I've just thought a tango from to the riddle from Scarlet Pimpernel would be amazing. Oh, generally. You're going to have to hum that one for me because I've not heard Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> there's like this big betrayal and they all sing about how they're betraying each other and how they're all it's like a three-way song and they're all just singing about how angry they are at each other and how horrible they feel and how they are all going to gilly to each other it's amazing uh well speaking of uh french miserable uh things <laughs> i remember there was a very good um routine to at the end of the day Oh, yeah. There was a Paso to that. Was that Anita yes. Rani's Paso? I believe so. It was magnificent. I I mean, obviously, I'm a massive, massive, massive Les Mis fan. But yeah, that was a really, really good one. It's always a good stompy number. And and then, of course, there's grown-up musicals like Avenue Q and stuff, which are all way too <laughs> challenging to get anywhere near the Strictly Ballroom. Oh, I wouldn't put it past Oti to use puppets in her next one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who Oti gets next year. Let's just talk about these dances then, for what it's worth. I left it until Country File to actually write some jokes. Do you know? I think I think that there's nothing actually wrong with the spreadsheet itself. It's that the spreadsheet won't open at the same time as the recording software. Ah. Mm. Okay. You might have to go analog. No. <laughs> analog. Analog. Are you suggesting I write it down on paper like a monk? I know. Mine's on paper too. <laughs> Dancing the foxtrot with so much time, so little to do. No, strike that. Reverse it. It's Ore Aduba and his partner Joanne. I really, really liked it. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was really sweet. Loved what they were wearing. I loved the story that they did. Um, It was a really lovely foxtrot. The judges said, yes, Ori was a little bit flat-footed. But so what, actually, for me, didn't mind that at all. Really, really liked it. It was lovely to see. There you go. Beat that, people. Flat-footed. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. The only problem I had was what, Ever was going on with those weird flower people I felt so sorry for those like can you imagine how excited they were when they got the call oh we need you for Strictly um, for Musicals Week you're going to be the backing dancers and they were like oh amazing I'm so excited and then they put them in those giant flower costumes isn't one of them Neil the spare pro well <laughs> I couldn't spot him I was looking out for Neil and Chloe because I, I knew they'd tend to get put in these things i saw them later on in the evening but i didn't see them in the flower costumes i think they might have spared them that indignity to be fair though the flower people will have collected their check gone home and had a really fun evening so i don't feel yeah i'm sure them. if you're working you're working if you think you're going to go and get a nice rock and then you get a big flower costume but 
I quite, I quite like the big flower costume people. people. like to dress up as different cool. things. Like people like to dress up as different things. My only problem yeah. with the flower people was that they got in the way of shot a couple of times and I couldn't see mm -hmm. uh, the beautiful finish on Ore's foxtrot moves. Yeah, and Len did raise that, didn't he? Well, yeah, because I think they were just stood in front of Len for a large portion of the dance. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But yeah, it, it, no, I, no, I really liked it. I liked, I liked the ending. I liked how they finished, and then they finished again. I thought that was kind of cool. They kind of finished the dance and then walked through the gate, and you had a different camera angle. Really liked that. That was one of those clever uses of camera that I like to look out for. <laughs> It was one of the ones which did look most like they were just doing a short scene from a musical rather than a strictly routine to a song from a musical. Yes, I was going to say that. It told, it did tell the story of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, So, which, again, I like I like that. We'll come on to the others where I was like, really? Whatever. Um, but, yeah, definitely this kind of did what it said on the tin for musicals week for me and i really really liked it i said that three times now i liked it well done ra well done joanne so that's two weeks running that ra's scored 36 is he not a tens dancer anymore then no he's not he's gonna that's Danny he's gonna make it to the final but just making, Ooh, making up we, the numbers. Do you think so? I don't yeah. Think so, I think Ori's up next week. Oh, you see, the conversation I've had is that Cla uh, Claudia will be up next week. No, no. Because, no, she's got a not she's based got on a rumba. This week, she has got a rumba. Claudia's got oh. a rumba and either quick step or tango, and Ori has got quick step and either the samba or the Argentine tango. So I yeah. think that Quick Step and Argentine Tango could be two really good dancers for Ore. And yeah. if if Claudia's rumba is sexy enough to alienate her core vote, then it might actually be close. They've really stepped up the um, infantilizing her again, and I don't think they're going to like a rumba from her. Anyway, we need to talk about that we'll, later we'll on. We'll talk but... about that yeah. later. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. We all thought that Ore was going to be the one challenging Danny, but it looks like that's Louisa's job now. Yeah, I think Ore must have um, plateaued a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, this wasn't as much of a disaster as his previous confectionery themed routine. So I was going to say, I I think Ore fell in the Halloween week and hasn't hasn't made it back up the ladder as far as. As he was he, he fell quite far on on halloween week and no one's really been that interested in him since not the judges nor i don't think the audience either That's i think true. i think this week might have been the first chance that he got to try and do some looking down the camera but at the point where he was trying to look down the camera he had that massive hat on and so his eyes were in shadow and a flower person and a way. flower person <laughs> in his way don't obscure don't obscure your face any final comments on Oric? I really liked Joanne's hair. That's my comment. Me too. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So are we going to try on, on, at Christmas to recreate that hairdo with your hair, Emily? Yeah, I think we probably are. We'll get back onto Joe's frock hair arrangement at the end, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so then we'll move on to uh, the next dance.
dancing the samba like a rolling ball of thunder, spinning my head around and taking my body under. It's Robert Rinder and his partner, Oksana. Oh, yeah. He, oh, it was lovely. He had such hips. It, he, he had such it. fun. Yes. And they did my favourite samba move where they just sort of hold each other and then roll around. The samba roll. Samba That's- roll. I love that one. I don't know why. It's such a simple move, but I absolutely love it. I think it looks fun. It, yeah. It and you've got to be dancing with somebody who's committed to doing it. So um, you're definitely having a good time dancing if you're doing samba rolls. <laughs> there's nothing hard about say, it. I would say I don't think there's been anyone on this series as committed, like completely 100% committed as Rob. I think oh, he's yeah. just given everything, everything that he has to Oksana and to the show and to his own enjoyment. And that has shown in every dance. I'm going to turn this into a lament. No, I'm not. It's fine. Yeah. I love watching him on it. A lot of the cast feel like they're living their best life, but none of them have fallen in like full, zealous, glassy eyed love yeah. with dance as much as Robert Rinder has. Oh yeah, he's yeah. never going to be the same again. No, I think that's true. I think you can kind of see from the way that he the way that he talks on like it takes two and and you know in the little VTs and stuff. I think this genuinely has changed him as a person. I you're right. He he won't ever be the same again. Whereas you think some of them, Louise for instance, will go back and go, "Well, that was nice. That was fun." And and now it's Christmas and I'm cooking Christmas for my, dinner for my husband and my boys like it didn't happen. Whereas I don't think Rob will ever be like that. See, I have a theory about Louise that's, that's slightly different to that, but I'll get onto that later. But I I th- I can almost see him like going part-time pro, like part-time judge, part-time pro dancer. Oh, he just oh, seems to love it so. If you frequent an intermediate Latin and ballroom class in a certain part of London, you will be able yeah, to dance with Rinder. <laughs> him and Michelle are going to walk into the courtroom every single episode of Judge Rinder and just do like a little foxtrot into him. Into the, the stand or whatever it is he sits He'll on. He'll start doing the Craig Revel Harwood Shanae turns into the into his little <laughs> podium. Oh. All rise and give him a standing ovation. Yay! I, also, <laughs> I also think that he and Oksana are sort of like friends for life now. You know how sometimes you just can see that bond between the pro and the celebrity? And sometimes it's very much a professional, good, fun working relationship. And for others, it's like, something more than that and, yeah. and I just feel like they're, they're going to be friends for life I think he's he's really there was an article you know he's been writing that bit in the Radio Times him and Ed Balls and he'd written a, a, a bit in the in the Radio Times I'm so establishment look at me the Radio Times <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, in his little comment he'd written a bit about Oksana and about when they were in Blackpool and how you know, where she'd come from in Ukraine and with a single mother bringing her up. And I just feel like he's really gotten to know her and wants to tell the world about her and help the world understand and love her as much as he does. Mm. When So Oksana did an interview on It Takes Two where she was talking about her first dance lessons and it was when she was something like two or three. Yeah. So she's been doing this since she was a toddler, which is yeah. astonishing, really, when you think about it. How do you teach a two-year-old to dance? 
I've got a friend who's a fabulous teacher. She has these classes in Cheltenham called Toddle. I'll just promote them on the podcast. <laughs> if you're in Cheltenham, have a look up Toddle. Um, but that's exactly what it is. It's just t- teaching kids to kind of enjoy music and enjoy moving. And you sort of go from there into enjoying moving, to moving together and things like that. I, I sort of like I know about it. I don't. I just know that no, Fabulously popular classes called Toddle. <laughs> when you have a good teacher who believes in you and lets you do it, you find absolute enjoyment in it. And I still enjoy dancing today because I've had two really good teachers, even though one of them told me I was too fat to do ballet. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you've had that really good teacher who gets you and you start to have the wonderful experiences of dance, that's it. You're hooked for life. Uh, but, yeah, about that actual number any yeah oh yes back to the... <laughs> i'm indifferent to the musical it's from i, I mean also i've not seen jersey boys but i feel no uh compulsion to go and see it whereas most musicals i would go and see with absolutely no persuasion whatsoever dancing the quick step it's whip crack away whip crack away whip crack away louise redknapp and her partner kevin <sighs> finally personality like even if it was calamity was like i knew that one day we'd find out louisa's sort of happiness comfort zone and it is line dancing to steps that is yeah she is a true child of the 90s (laughs) count me in it's time to begin five six seven eight seven eight Oh, I don't think she's ever loved anything more than her children before in her life. It was just... And it was wonderful to see her having fun, enjoying the cheesiest routine that Kevin has ever done. It, well, that was the full cheese and ham. Sorry? Yeah. Don? I was it wasn't it just like perfect for her though? It was like the perfect bouncy song to do a quick step to. And like with even with the line dancing, it just worked really well. And it put her right at the centre of it. So everything people have been saying for weeks on end, Kevin just went, yep, here you go, Louise, your dance. And she accepted praise about it on Sunday night as well. She must listen. I think she's been listening to us. Sorry for being horrible <laughs> about you for weeks, Louise. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been quite mean about her and I'm not about to but, stop now. <laughs> well, we, the thing is, we won't... You know, we were we were criticising because we wanted to see more from her because we knew she could do it and we knew that there, there must be something there and she was just seeming a bit... It was sisterly criticism, although that, yeah. d- that doesn't stop it actually being quite personal and mean. No. Um, sorry, Louise. Sorry, Louise. <laughs> uh, but like, it was only maybe 35% quick step. Yeah. Yeah, but I I love Western musicals. I don't like Westerns, but anything like Calamity Jane and Annie Get You Gone and what's the one with Seven Doris Brides Day? Seven Brothers. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh my I God. love them. Love them so much. Anything that has you slapping your thigh and like swishing your skirt around and doing the hokey-cokey and turning around, all of that, I just absolutely love. That's my merry, you know... My my happy place, really. Uh, Lisa, I get the feeling that you've got something to say about Louise. Well, uh, you know, to be fair, uh, based on what we've already been generally saying on the podcast, this is a song from an actual musical, so that was good. And like Orange Joanne, I did feel that they 
told the story of the musical. It was, you know, it, it was what it was supposed to be, which is good. Louise danced it very, very well. But you know what? I'm quite cold to Louise. She hasn't done enough for me to kind of warm up to her. So even now she's doing brilliant dances and that's great. And I enjoy watching her. If she was to go home, I wouldn't be that bothered. I find her quite dull. I still find her quite boring. Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, I do feel like she'll forward your Facebook memes two weeks after they've stopped being current. Oh, yeah. I really... Me out. But I don't feel... You know, like I said earlier, also, I don't feel like, like this has had any impact on her. I don't feel like she's kind of caught the glitter ball. I, I genuinely, I feel like on Christmas Day, she'll be cooking the turkey for her husband and her boys like this never happened oh so much for the apology let's rip into her again <laughs> oh i thought she was brilliant i can almost see her moving into musicals that almost seemed like this is going to be her concert no. now on she's not gonna do that well, she's doing the tour so like it must have made some impact on her even if it's only on a wage check level exactly um but i think she's just one of those people where it just doesn't show on a face yeah. like that i mean the, there are a lot of people out there and you just cannot tell if they're enjoying it or not i think with this one the sheer wild abandon of the song might have you know come through but i, I think Although, i think she's just one that doesn't perhaps show it I, as much as others I like Robert. could empathize her with her for the first time when they did that horrible thing on It Takes Two, where Kevin was trying to get her to camp up the American accent yee-haw, and Louise was just going, you know I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with doing this. And, you know, as much yeah, as Yeah, when I she basically said, all along I've said I will not do this, and you're still making me do this. Yeah, I really felt for her, because that's Kevin at his most insufferable, isn't it? Say, that's that's not a supportive partner. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I think possibly part of my I find Louise boring is that I find Kevin annoying. So when you put boring and annoying together, I just don't really want to see it. <laughs> But they dance very well. I, I'm not saying anything bad about her. Dancing is great. I just find her quite not I think Vicky um, and the wardrobe team did a superb job of making yes. um, the cowgirl outfit look both uh, quick, yeah, yeah. Quick, step, quick step appropriate. And they also made it quite Louise appropriate because it had the baggy top, which she likes. We know that, at least we think that the problem with Louise is her sort of boob area. She doesn't want that out, which is fine. Um, so they made it quite Louise appropriate and quick step appropriate. I yeah. thought she looked good. I mean, I really like, I, I did like the look on that. I like the split up the skirt as well. That I thought cute. she looked happy and that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Always another, yeah. you know, point to the score. She really rocked the uh, bouncy curly ponytail as well, actually, which is a, you know, it's a very specific hairdo to pull off. Yes. But Not everyone can wear that bouncy ponytail. That's very no. true. I think that's just her demeanour, though. I think she's a generally very happy person, and that shows. She can't pull off stompy and angry like in the past, so I think this sort of bright bounciness. Because I don't. I think even if she's nervous, I think that's how she covers her nerves. That's her persona, and that has always been a persona, even when she was singing, is she was this bright, 
bubbly sort of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we don't look to strictly come dancing for a bit of edge, do we? No. No. And she's well, got, she's got all the, she's got all the edge of a marshmallow. That's very true. <laughs> oh, do you know, I really really like Louise. I really like her. Marshmallows okay. are nice. They're just not edgy, and neither would you want them to be edgy. No. I mean, I can go and watch Belarusian Eurovision um, auditions if I want to see something with edge. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, but yes, Louise, another another performance that I could appreciate on a cold technical level and that I'm glad that she enjoyed. Let's move on. Dancing the Salsa, it's the pride of Bristol, the main attraction, the lioness herself. It's Claudia Fragapani and her partner, AJ. Well done. Well done. That was very good. That was superb. <laughs> that was very impressed. Top pudding there. I Top was pudding. I was trying to go for a sort of a test style delivery. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no mistaking that that's a pun. Clang. Yeah. Clang. A pun. Clang. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I really like this. This was yeah. fun. It is one of those um, songs from a musical or musical film that instantly makes me smile anyway um, and sing along loudly, usually. Um, so, yes, I thought this was marvellous. They'd done a really good job at um, making them up to look, look a bit liony, but not too liony to obscure their faces too much. I don't like know that. how many furries watch Strictly, but I think it's going to be more, more than normal. Stop. <laughs> that. So um, when the only thing fluffy and furry was her hair. She was wearing a grass skirt. It was fine. And the little ears. Oh, yeah. yeah. That massive yeah. wig looked awesome on her. She oh, looked she awesome with that hair. Um, yeah. AJ looked like that Snapchat filter we, where, that turns you into a deer, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, did see, I, I did see that sort of floating by on Twitter that they were somehow targeting the youth vote by looking like a Snapchat filter. Yeah, they, they, yeah they, there's a Snapchat filter that looks like a little deer, so... I have never knowingly Snapchatted, so... Um... Well, aren't you cool abstaining no, from no, the aren't things? No, no, aren't I? Old. Old <laughs> is what I am. If it makes you feel better, I only very recently, as in a few weeks ago, got made to get Snapchat, and now I, I like turning my face into a kitten because apparently I am really quite quirky and original. That's what I'm going to say, quirky and original. You stick with that, Dawn. Yeah, I'll stick with that. I'll do me. But I barely looked at AJ. Genuinely, I I really couldn't have cared less if he was on that stage. I was too busy looking at Claudia. She was amazing. Yeah. She was just on fire. She was having a great time. Absolutely. Bags of energy, bags of character, which was great because that's something that I think she's maybe struggled a little bit with was characterisation. No struggle tonight whatsoever. I thought it was cracking. Really, really loved it. But I think yeah, it's a really, few really weeks. Really pleased for her. Yeah, it's a few weeks now that it's like AJ is actually choreographing for her rather than yeah. for him, and it's yeah. just like, and it really shows. Yeah, he was just in that one to basically be the lifter in the lifts. Yeah. Well, that's fine. He can just carry on doing that because she's fab. She doesn't really need him. <laughs> just yeah. to lift her up. That's. 
I could just use the backing dancers from now on. Yeah, I, I, re- I, I am sort of siding slightly towards wanting Claudia in the final so I can see her show dance. Yeah, I'd love to see Claudia in the final. I am yeah. a bit worried that she won't get there. I'm a little bit worried that the part of the whole, you know, thing that we talk about about Lavina's story and it just not going to be her. She's got that ten now. And I'm I'm just concerned that it's been such a struggle for her to get that ten that it's just not going to be her thing to be in the final. Well, the story would either go. Uh, you do the tango. She does the tango and the rumba next week. Oh no, she does. Yeah, if she does the tango and the rumba next week, it's oh you know you're you've matured into such a fine dancer now because they're quite grown up dancers, tango and rumba. And then her sort of her story is um, sort of like a confirmation of adulthood through after a confirmation of childhood when she's a grown up. Well, yeah, <laughs> we've ceased to infantilize you. Um, or the story could be she gets the tens but falls crucially short at the final hurdle. Yeah. No, she won't get tens. And unfortunately, I felt she should have had more higher score than Louise this week. And she didn't because the storyline goes, Louise is the top scoring woman. So no matter what Claudia does, Bruno was the only one, wasn't he? He gave her a 10. Um, And that, I suspect, is because it was like, well, somebody's got to. Yeah. Because obviously this was better than she'd done before when she'd got all nines. I think there was so a lot of people... Do. Go on, Bruno, you do it for the team. But we can't give her more than Louise. Yeah, by by not having half scores and by only using the 7 to 10 range of their paddles, they get themselves into this kind of corner every year when there's, you know, somebody... Exactly. Yeah, they have to, they have to give a 10 that is maybe not deserved or they have to give weird marks because they've decided that somebody's a nines dancer. She really should have got tens last week. That's the I think that's what a lot of this has carried over from. I can't see how that was that dance last week wasn't deserving of at least one ten. I'd have gone for two or three. And and you know like the the makeup to Greg and Natalie appeared and, and things like that. It I think they do kind of have to react sometimes don't they yeah. yeah but they'd already they'd already given louise the 10 so they couldn't get yeah because because she's just not allowed to get a higher score than louise no she's deemed to not be as good a dancer although this week i felt their scores were the wrong way around and i feel yeah. that that happened on multiple occasions of course the problem actually is not that she should have had 10s last week is that they shouldn't have been having eights and nines for the past eight weeks no, That's this the is problem. There's nowhere yeah. to go. There's nowhere to go. I really would like them to use the full range of paddles available to them, even if that means in the early weeks some people get ones and twos. Yeah. If they're deserving of ones and twos and not giving them sixes when they're rubbish. Yeah, I I'd, agree with that. I'd rather see fractional scores because draws draws are a, a tricky thing that make the numbers tricky in the public vote Mm. i would say at the moment with the judges scoring we are not seeing the judges scoring the dance that's been presented in front of them we're seeing them scoring the dancer according to where they're supposed to be on the 
great big fictional storyline. Yeah, and, but that's and that, a, me, is a real shame. The, that's a criticism that's happened all the way through, though. I mean, Brendan is one that's been quite vocal about it all the way through. You can hear him shouting underscoring and overscoring. But mm. that's what's happened all the way through. They have mm. their favourite dancers, or they have the ones that they think are sort of better, that they are constantly either overinflating the scores. And then you have ones like Claudia, who probably should have got a higher score a few weeks ago because she has improved a lot. And, you know, the dancers have been hitting more of her niche where she just hasn't been getting them. But with so the thing, the public are supposed to be voting based on the storyline and the sort of the soap aspect of it all. And the judges are meant to be giving us the hard empirical numbers based on how well they did that dance according to the rules of the dance. But only Len is looking at the rules of the dance. The rest of them are looking at more showmanship and at very different technical aspects of it. So Len is the one who is looking and scoring purely as a ballroom dance judge. Yeah. Get rid of them all and get four actual Latin and ballroom dancers in. Well, that would be a whole new show, wouldn't it? And one that I would be very interested to see. Well, it's funny you said that. I made a comment about that earlier that I was going to talk about for the group dance. I'm not. I'm saving it now. You saved it. And then we'll it. never actually get round to it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Yes, I even forgot who we were talking about there. But yes, Claudia. 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 Did, she did herself Claudia. absolutely proud. And um, go on, get her to the final. It'll be a laugh. Yeah. Vote Claudia. Vote Claudia. Vote Claudia. If we're not allowed to have favourites anymore. <laughs> I don't really mind who wins now. Now that Rob's gone, actually, genuinely, I don't really mind who wins. (laughs) I just want it to be whoever the judges don't want to win. Yeah, I sort of agree with that. I think the judges all want Louise to win, so I, on principle, don't want her to win. Well, I probably don't want her to win anyway, but... (laughs) So, like, basically vote for Danny or vote for Claudia. I want Danny to win because we all know I want OT to win, so... (laughs) Yeah, get OT some silverware. Dancing for tango and lip syncing for their life. It's Danny Mac and his partner, Oti. There was just something a little bit RuPaul about that routine. <laughs> just just a little bit. Just a tad. I don't know whether it was Oti's massive wig. Or... But then... I thought Danny's makeup was on point. What are you talking about? Um, I thought Danny's jacket looked like it had been CGI'd in after. It looked like a <laughs> hole in space. It was so sparkly. I really want that jacket, just so I can sit around the house in that jacket. I think it only fully works under a studio lighting rig, but you're welcome. Then I'll get one. <laughs> and she's going to put a studio lighting rig in her living room. The joists yeah, that, can't handle it. That has enough <laughs> rhinestone on it that it will shimmer in a pitch black room. So, uh, that is going to sparkle from space. First off, is One Night Only actually a tango song? Or is it no. just, it's it, like, it's only a tango song in that it's 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And not absurdly fast. It was stupidly fast, but not absurdly so. No, I just keep forgetting they were doing a tango. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. tree falling in the wood things. Is it a tango if six people are doing it all at once in a line? <laughs> Emily, here's your chance for your line. Oh, the human tango peed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
I, it's it's too gross to call the podcast that, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My soul is weeping. Lisa. Well, it's another one of those songs, isn't it, that's been shoehorned into a into a musical that doesn't really belong there, that existed on its own and that they could do in any week. And I would argue, although I can't think of any off the top of my head right now to throw into the podcast, that there are a thousand other songs that would be more appropriate actually from musicals to do a tango to. But like I say, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But oh, I, I wasn't a massive fan of the song, unfortunately. But their dance was great, obviously. I'm thinking of tango songs. No. Yeah. I, I, I is is SOS in Mamma Mia? That that doesn't yeah. that breaks the same rule, doesn't it? That exists yeah. beyond the beyond a musical. You could do could you do a tango to look be a lady? Because I know we always go back to guys and dolls. <gasps> oh yes. How about the quartet from uh, Devil Take the High Road from Love Never Dies? You are mm. so much deeper a musical theatre nerd than I am. Well, you're so much more a Eurovision nerd than I am, so... There's got to be something from Evita or something like that. Sorry to bring up Andrew Lloyd Webber again, but... There is, there, there is actually a tango in Evita, isn't there? Yeah, there is. It's, isn't it just Madonna called it with... Tango? Tango, yeah, I think yeah. it is just called Tango. Yeah. Um, trying to think of other tango-esque songs from musicals. Well, I'm just no, going to go and have a look at the track listing of Hamilton and see if any of them look like a tango to me. <laughs> We're just going to have to have Hamilton week, can't we, next week? <laughs> I think the tango in Hamilton is probably uh, my shot, but that's kind of such a boysy song that I don't know okay. what how you would turn it into a Danny Oti dance. Right. Oti could do it. I have every faith that Oti could turn anything into what it needs to be. We she think Oti could do anything. Yeah. I thought that Danny was... He didn't show a lot of class when he was handling that record. Ooh. No. Well, it, it would have skipped something dreadful once you played it, wouldn't like, it? There would have been fingerprints all over it. He was just chucking it around. There was no paper dust sleeve. <laughs> Basically, if that was my record, I'd have slapped him. <laughs> let me let me let me pick up on a technical point here. Yeah. So I seem to recall Len, I think it was, saying, you know, you didn't have any heel leads in it, so you know, you couldn't get a 10, basically. Yet last week, Louise had done something that didn't have heel leads in it that was supposed to, and she got 10s. Louise's waltz, Louise's waltz was uh, fairly heel lead free. Exactly. I couldn't tell whether or not he did do heel leads because the camera work was frantic. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't, and I'm picking that up on purely on what on what Len said. Um, and I just felt, again, this was this this whole judge's thing of, well, Louise can not do heel leads and get tens, but if Danny tries it or if anybody else tries it, they get pulled up on it. So you either you either pull no one up on it and heel, heel leads go out the window or you pull everyone up on it because you want everybody to dance to the correct standard for the dance. You can't have one rule for one and one rule for the other, but the judges on Strictly haven't read that memo. Because you can quite clearly have one rule for one and one rule for the other. Well, because they have such a wide array of abilities, they they start off doing highly differential judging, and I don't. Mm. I think that they ought to level it out faster. Mm. Yeah, 
so that by this stage in the competition, they are pulling everybody up on heel leads and thumbs and, you know, hand placement and things. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, I mean, they managed to do a lot with the tango that could either be, you know, either boring or high risk. Um, they turned it into a big production. That skirt did seem like a fire hazard, though. That that was the only thing I could think. There was bow around it, wasn't there? Yeah, and there's just like little bits of ribbon dangling off it. Yeah, there were a lot of strips of ribbon. Oh, that was great. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Um, but so I mean, just like coming after two forties, it feels like it felt like that they were taking a breath before they're going to launch into. Well, they. They obliquely referred to having two dancers with lifts in next week. And by process of elimination, they have the salsa and the American smooth. So it feels like that high octane, incredibly impressive tango was them having a week off and taking a breath before they're going to launch into the actual thing next week. Lisa. Which, Which, if you remember last week, I said... They don't need to do anything this week. They just need to do enough to get by because their big story comes back in the semi-final where we do the Danny emotional American smooth or whatever. And then, you know. The huge celebratory the... salsa. Yeah. And he's exactly. chucking Oti about. They've done exactly as I advised them to. I'm sure they're listening to us on the podcast. <laughs> Oti knows what she's doing. <laughs> I can't wait to see her American Smooth. That no, I can't. It's going to be massive. Yeah. If you think back to their Viennese Waltz in like week two or whenever that was, and, and we all kind that. of lost our stuff over that, that uh, I can't wait for that. Bring that on. OT, come on. Because Ori's probably got, yeah, Quick Step and Argentine Tango. And Louise is going to have tango and either salsa or samba. So everybody's just going to look quite drab next to what Danny and Oti are going to be able to pull off. Yeah, they're going to be on the top of the leaderboard, aren't they, next week? Unless the judges have decided Louise is going to be, in which case... In which case, the, like, the, the series is lost. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they tried to do the Kelly and Kevin thing last year and it did not come off and they looked weird in the end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I liked Kelly. She was great. If only she could have been danced with Pasha or somebody. Yeah, yes. Kelly and Pasha would have been a nice combination. Yeah, I agree. They'd have laughed all day. But, yeah, so that was that was all of the dances. We got on musicals night. And, you know, five-minute VTs and weird elongated jokes. And yeah. A musical number to start and a musical number to finish. Did we enjoy the group, the pro group numbers? Oh, oh. well, well. Let's, let's not lump them all together as one thing. <laughs> because no. I think I think there was a good one and there was a bad one, wasn't there? There was sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly, wasn't there? <laughs> now I managed to blank it out of my memory until just now, but Anton sang. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. So, and, he sounds, and he sounded exactly like Bruce. Yeah. Like, but just Anton adding more Bruce. fuel to that. Yeah, Anton like, is Bruce's child. Anton, like, fire. Bruce's voice was coming out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So either he's going to take over as a judge or he's oh, going God, to hit no. West End. 
or he is just going or to a be bit of on both. our teams constantly. Generation James, games coming back with uh, Anton Debet. Oh no. Well, I think I think that might have been Anton's introduction to. Oh look, I'm going to be in a show next year on the West End. Apparently, he already sings in his show that he does with Erin. Yeah, I, 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 I think there might be an announcement at some point in the new year that he's going to star in a revival of something. I can't decide whether it came down on the oh, this is quite camp, I like it, or this is trying too hard and it doesn't work and I hate it. Yeah. Second like, one. It was was it it was bad, wasn't it? Second one. It, yeah, it, it was it, really quite cringy. It yeah. tried so hard, and I wasn't sure what was going on because there were like bits from Jersey Boys, and they were all dressed as something else, and then somebody carried Alphabet through, and like there was a refrain from Les Mes, and then it moved into something else, and then Anton sang, and he was trying to be Fred Astaire, and sounded like came Bruce out with yeah, <laughs> and it just it just got really confused that, when I saw. That's kind of that's kind of iconic for that whole number. You were aiming for Fred Astaire, but you came out as Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Title of my autobiography. What I I'd say is I was I was watching Strictly last night at my boyfriend's mum and dad's house. Um, I've been for afternoon tea. It was lovely, but we ended up staying there longer than I was expecting, and. They know I'm a massive Strictly fan, and they know and did that they I go, didn't. What is this rubbish? Yeah, bas- well, basically, it was a. I was a bit. I was cringing to be watching it in front of other people because Anton was singing and it was really naff. Hmm. And it's the you- kind of. It's the kind of thing, Ellie. You'll you'll relate to me on this one. I'll use another Eurovision analogy where you try to tell people that the Eurovision Song Contest is not like how it used to be. What they remember when it was really rubbish, and then they turn it, it on. Is. And they get something, you know. Well, we can think and of then, a few and, things and, 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 and confirm that. And it's bloody and sir go, hat. And you just go, yeah, exactly. No, and you go, no, this is not representative of what it actually is. I, it was a bit like that. Yeah. And I love Anton. We know I love Anton, but Anton, don't sing, please. <laughs> it's not so much his singing. It was just the bizarre combination it wasn't even Anton do you know what Anton was not the worst part of it it was just strange speak for yourself you're talking about shoehorning songs into musicals and this was the most shoehorned number you have ever seen in your life yeah supposed to be an homage if they wanted to see how it's properly done they have to watch Neil Patrick Harris's opening to the Tonys you want a medley and if you want a mashup and if you want a parody, you have to watch that. If they'd have straight off ripped off him, then it would have been perfect. But as it was, it was just bizarre. It wasn't so much a medley as uh, a slightly sad fruit salad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With bananas that had gone slightly brown and apples that were sort of a bit floppy. <laughs> yeah. Those peeled grapes that never taste like grapes anymore. Yeah. Now, what, is, what, what are those? <laughs> but on the other hand, I thought the West Side Story business was rather lovely. Yes. Yeah. It was very exciting. Enjoyed that and one a lot. I really enjoyed and I know they like going back to um Chicago, but I thought the Chicago um <gasps> number from the yes. results show was very, very good. Everyone looked very fantastic. Oh, I didn't see that because I was setting up all of oh. the microphone things, but was it good? 
it was, it was very good. Yeah, they did a really good job of it. Um, I, they thought, had I, I Nat- thought I saw that the Beatles wigs were back. Yes, <laughs> you did. Um, they had Natalie as Roxy Hart. Um, so perfect that was role. perfect role. Yeah, as, yeah, um, perfect. As a Cap- Velma Kelly. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, Katya yeah. has spent the past few weeks with Ed, and all of a sudden she got to be that naughty professional that she's been dying to be the entire time, and she was perfect. They did have the male pros in fishnet shirts, though, and that was a little bit weird. The Gleb yeah. Memorial fishnet shirt. <laughs> So, yes, the Sunday night's show, and I think it was kind of, you know, it was it was the bottom two that we were dreading, Ore yeah. and Rob. It was kind of inevitable. You could tell who, were gonna, who was going to be in the bottom two. Yeah, I mean, his, so, his journey had come to an end once he got Craig yeah. to say a nice thing about him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's at the stage now. There were five dancers in the competition, it's not going to be Danny. It's not going to be Louise. So, so there is between three, and there's two places in the bottom two, obviously. And Claudia, you know, pulled her finger out this week and delivered a blinder. So, it was obvious from the start who was going to be in in the bottom two. And as we again, we knew as soon as Rob got in the bottom two, he would be the one going. So, another pointless dance off, really. I felt. <laughs> But did Rob go out on the same dance that Greg went out on, or did uh, Greg go out on a salsa? Because I seem to—I th- know he went out he went on a out, Latin. He went out on a quick step, actually. Yeah. Oh, why did I think he went on a, a Latin? Daisy went out on a salsa, and Laura went out on a samba. Anastasia Jive, Leslie Tango, Naga Charleston, Tamika Tango, Melvin Tango. Watch out for that Tango. Yeah. Yeah, Danny said about that, didn't he? Tonight, yeah. the, the, the tango curse. For, was it four tangos that have sent people home this series? Yeah, yeah and that's it's mainly because the music choices have been just dreadful Dirty. for tangos. Absolutely. This year. I don't think it's anything to do with the actual tangos that we've seen. It's to do with the fact that they've been given, you, you know, know, the wrong material to work with. Well, Tamika's I mean, was a bit odd. Two Rolling Stones tangos. Yeah, don't don't do that strictly. Don't the Rolling Stones are not tango material. Stop it. <laughs> Shakira album tracks. Do that instead. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Shakira week. Wow. Yeah. We, no, 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 we, we're still championing Eurovision week first. <laughs> we could, oh yeah, you could come up with ten better theme weeks than they have already. Even just yeah, we could. Even just bringing back. The weirdness that is around the world week, which we... oh, that was so much fun that, we... that year. Or dance fusion week, yeah. Um, talking, hang on, you just mentioned that. Definitely. Talking about around the world, I really loved on It Takes Two their series where they're going around and looking at sort of strictly in other countries. And I loved this week's in Germany with OT and her sister, who's obviously a judge on the German show. I, I'm really loving that series, and I love the look of the German one. I'm about to be YouTubing that because that looks really fun. Lots and lots of different dance styles that we're not seeing here in in the UK. Obviously, naturally, I'm I'm looking forward to when they go and visit Austria. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> having having been in the studio for oh, dancing course. stars in Austria, 
I think, yeah, we basically talked about how the dance-off was, again, a foregone conclusion, a sad foregone conclusion. And I think we've sung Judge Rinder's praises and the concept of teaching and learning and dance, but it's sad to see him go. I think he would have added a bit of um, a laugh, a bit of character to the semi-final, which is now starting to look terribly earnest. It is quite earnest, isn't it? Rob has definitely been in the entertainment category, hasn't he? Yeah. But also proficient uh, proficient enough at dancing. I think he has got to the stage that he needed to get to. I think he's done well, he's improved. Uh, But a bit like Jason Donovan when he was on the show, sort of that level, entertaining but competent. Yeah, I think he's got to the point where he deserved to get to. And as much as I adored him and would have liked to have seen him go further, I don't think... I think it would have been a shame to lose any of the others for him at this stage. Um, Because, as you say, we're going to get a very earnest, but um, quite a high quality. Yeah, semi-final and final. Possibly the only other person who could have gone was Ore, of course. And so if Ore had gone this week and Rob had gone next week, it's kind of a bit like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. It is all it's all just sort of shaping out quite predictably. And yeah. I like I like a surprise and I think I feel like all of this series of surprises are over. The thing now. to remember. Yeah. I think it was all title is the fact that the public get to decide in the final. Yeah. yeah. And and we we may be able to upset things with the you know with the public vote in the final well yes more power to us Um, but on that sad note and bidding a fond farewell to robert rinder let's have calls for dance of the week don louisa's quick step i loved it just made me so happy it might be my youtube strictly dance now oh emily cloudy and aj i just can't wait to be king Lisa? Um, well, I've got two, really. A special mention, I suppose. Uh, Claudia and AJ, I thought that was great. Um, my Dance of the Week is Orange Joanne's Foxtrot. Mm. Um, I really loved it. I really loved it. I could watch it all the time. I, that, I'm going to be watching that for a long time. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, my Dance of the Week was just going to be Danny and Otis. Just, you know it's impressive even when they're having an off week oh i yeah. agree with that yeah <laughs> uh but you get again we've all basically picked different ones there so that's quite nice uh but yeah the serious bit frock of the week emily <laughs> ensemble as a whole joanne Mm-hmm. yeah i know it was fabulous wasn't it yeah cabbage purple <laughs> <laughs> that was the first sort of really plunging neckline we'd had yeah really like mega mega plunging and the hair oh the hair all about the hair all about the hair um but that's your nomination don yes i i have to give a special mention to louise's cowgirl outfit because i i love a cowgirl um but it it's joanne's yeah i wasn't too keen on the hair just you know cause a bit of an argument but i i love the dress just it's the perfect purple and it was a proper proper ballroom dress in my eyes backless frontless edged in bow with feathers (laughs) 
Um, and my dress of the week is Joe's dress with a special mention for Oksana's dress, which I think that Emily ought to steal because it's her kind of thing. Yeah, very much and so. I also really liked uh, Robert's spangly formal dress shirt. <gasps> I would like yes. to see those uh, in Top Man if, you know, masculinity is not too fragile. Forget you Top Man, I want one. Anyway, Lisa, tell us who's won Dress of the Week. Okay, we have a few nominations and a few special mentions, of course. Um, another another four-part harmony from Tess and Claude, I thought, this week as well. I, both Saturday night and Sunday night. That's only twice in the whole season that they've achieved a four... Four, four adequate dresses. Four, exactly. <laughs> Four dresses that work together for the show and for them. Um, I particularly loved Claude's uh, red sparkly number tonight. I thought that was great on the Sunday night show. Um, who else do I have mentioned for? OT, loved that um, that turquoise number. I thought that was great. Um, and I have a, definitely a... I was torn between two. One of which was Claudia and her Lion King dress because I thought it was just cracking really suited her um I know it made her look like a bit of a child but for that dance and for that situation I thought it was just lovely and along with the hair and the makeup and everything's great um but I am we're, we're kind of unanimous on this one dress of the week by a, you know a country mile really is is Joanne's purple number and that also wins hair of the week <laughs> Woo! Ray. <laughs> yeah no she looked great and i also loved what Ore was wearing as well i thought that the whole the whole thing was perfectly done to complement each other you know how sometimes the girl gets like a really fab dress and the blokes just doesn't really complement or work with it he's just wearing I some trousers this was a perfect set between Ore and joanne color was great and those colors were echoed in the lighting and the video floor and the, the sets it was the full production and you know sometimes i like not a full production where it's just about the dance and sometimes i like the whole strictly thing and for me tonight yeah joanne dress of the week hair of the week done okay so that was it. Wonder we can probably predict the bottom two, can't we, for next week? It's going to be Claudia and Ore. Yeah, so next week we find out which of Claudia and Ore are going to make the final. And yeah. hopefully we can look forward to a more energetic show with less padding. And, I don't know, something, something really astounding will happen next week. But for now, good night, Dawn. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Lisa. And good night from me, Ellie. Uh, you've been listening to the Keep Dancing podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or get in touch with us on Twitter at appkeepdancingpod. Thanks for listening. Keep dancing.